0: go back to a name that's probably going to make a crossover at some point that is Francis Ngannou who has said through his own words and actions that Dana White and the UFC did not take care of him because they would not budge on basic things that are offered in various sports and I concur. The question now is who does he take on exactly? So Eddie Hearn has said we want a title fight for AJ. If we can't get it, and Ganu is next, maybe. There's also been names floated around of Dillian White, Deontay Wilder. You know, and Ganu is not some spry chicken. He's 36. In his MMA career, he's 17 and 3 with 12 knockouts. You know, I saw and, and this just comes with the territory, of course. I saw Tyson Fury mm-hmm. being mentioned as well. You
1: know, and he's even said it. What say you? I think that his next fight is going to be against uh, Anthony Joshua, most likely. Because Eddie Hearn is the most willing to play ball, right? Um, there's not, when you think about um, just like where the money um is gonna come from to make a Francis and Ganu fight. I think PBC would much rather keep as much money in house as they can right now. I think the same thing with top rank, you know, for some reason. I'm getting that, you know, they they really wanna like they really want to um be conservative with their spend. And I think that uh, still the zone and Eddie Hearn as much money as they lost are the ones that are still like willing to make the biggest swings. Uh, I think Tyson Fury probably makes the most sense. But after Eddie Hearn comes out and he's like, yo, fuck it. I'd love to make a, a fight between him and AJ, because AJ will win that fight. But then there's yeah. always a, a risk of what if AJ gets clipped with something, right? I think that is a more I think that's a more scintillating fight that the that the audience can really sink their teeth into because what if AJ gets hit? Well,
0: that's what sells the fight. (laughs) Exactly,
1: exactly. And so it's a fight that Eddie can sell. Um, And to that point, I just wanna say this and you didn't ask, but I think that if you have to think about who's the winner between the UFC and Francis Ngannou, I think that it's Francis Ngannou.
0: Without question, without question. The highest payday that he could have got from the UFC is probably dividing by three of his total purse of what he would make in a fight against AJ or Deontay or Dillian White or Tyson Fury, if not more.
1: Yeah, you don't even – exactly, 100%. And the things that he was asking for, it's a negotiation – You go into there, he was asking for a boxing match, healthcare, and I think the opportunity to get sponsors or something like that. All things. None of this shit was, none of this stuff was like, you know, where where are we going to, you know, where are we going to pull this from? You know what I'm saying? Like, even if they would have said, listen, Francis, we're just going to sign you and we'll let you do a boxing match as long as we can eat off the revenue as well. I think Francis would have been pleased with that.
0: potentially but you know this is a whole nother topic but ufc fighters should have health care like that that is a non-starter it should be a non-starter for anybody that is going into an mma career if the fighters would band together again a whole nother topic if the fighters would band together withhold their labor and say this is no longer a point of contention it needs to happen it would potentially happen but they all but the fact that they don't is absurd to minimize well, this.
1: I'm not right. And and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, present myself as the MMA expert here. I am a fan, I'm a um I'm a fan of the sport, but I'm not as well read on the box on the particulars as I am in boxing. So what I will say, the thing that makes the most logical sense to me is go and give francis the thing that you've already made a precedent for the thing that they've already made a precedent for is that they'd be willing to make super fights when those fights make sense Mm -hmm. you already let conor mcgregor go and fight floyd mayweather and unless there's something that we don't know about the economics about how much they were able to uh make um why not go and pick up some free money? That is a good question. You're, you're doing it anyway, right? They don't have a precedent for giving fighters health care. So I agree with you, fighters should have it, but I can also see the logic for them saying, we're not going to create it for Francis because now all these other 100, 200, 300 fighters on our roster are going to request that. That's That messes up our business. We can't allow these fighters to get sponsors because we've already sold off all the sponsorship rights, and we don't even have the capability to do that. Okay, I can see that, but you've already let Connor do it. Mm. So why wouldn't you let Francis do it when he could potentially make just as much, if not more money, than Connor did with Floyd?
0: Right, fair point. I also don't know why either they haven't replicated this yet because they have the names. They had Francis Ngannou. They had Nate Diaz, who is a master promoter of his own fights as well, that easily, his own words, easily could have gone into a boxing ring. So I I also am very interested in learning more as to why Dana White and the UFC essentially it when it appeared to be a cash cow. Unless they really got nickeled and dimed, which I doubt. No. I I I don't know why we haven't seen more of these. It seems well, like Dana, there is an appetite for it.
1: Dana will go out on record, out of his mouth, and say the biggest boxing pay per view was made between Connor and Floyd, and uh, Connor will go on record and say that he made a hundred million dollars fighting Floyd, and if you are uh, Connor's promoter on record, you're walking away with ten to twenty percent of that. So what's the fucking problem? Right. I right. Don't know. So questions that me and you don't have answers to, we're not going to get those answers. I think that the UFC lost in that battle ultimately, because they had the opportunity to not only make, you know, a John Jones fight with Francis, not only to make possibly another Stipe or another Cyril, Cyril Ghosn fight, right. um, but you had the potential. I think they offered him a three fight deal you could have done two fights with jones and then one boxing match and then let that dude sail off into the sunset and you guys whatever you were going to make whatever you're paying him you're obligated to pay him i think they were they said they were going to make him the highest paid heavyweight of all time we don't even know what that means let's say that's eight million dollars a fight it's not that it's, it's less but yeah okay okay so sure like whatever the number is let's say it's five i don't i don't know arbitrarily you're guaranteeing him fifteen million fifteen million dollars in a fight he's easily gonna make that or double it in a fight against you know what I'm saying
0: against uh Tyson Fury uh, any, yeah, any of these guy. guys any of these guys wouldn't you think he'd make 15 to 20 because the appeal the, the appeal right be, now is at the highest
1: that it will be easily listen and, and I think I think that if these guys really wanted to get smart about it Man, I, I, there needs to be a segment of the show like, what would Britain do? Because <laughs> what I'm mean thinking about is like, if I were the executive mind behind any of these fights and or fighters. What I would do is, instead of talking shit about one another, Dana has a plan to go into Africa. He wants to do fights in Nigeria. Nigeria desperately wanted to see a card where you featured Israel Adesanya, where you featured Francis Ngannou, and where you uh, featured um, um, what's my man's name, the welterweight champion. Well, he just got knocked out, but he was the, the Nigerian... Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman. They desperately wanted to see a car where all three of those guys were champions. If you really wanted to invest in Africa, that would this would have been your opportunity to do that. Yep. You have Deontay Wilder, who is um African-American star, and he has made efforts to uh, be a prominent name in Africa. You got AJ, who has, I think he's Ghanaian, and he has a tattoo of Africa on his arm, and he's always talking about his roots in Africa. If you really wanted to be smart about this, you you, you would have re-signed him, gave in on the boxing match, and then made a hard effort to get him to fight one of those guys in Africa where you Easily, easily, because of the spectacle, you would have sold out at the gate, you would have done something good on the continent, and millions of people would have tapped in to watch this around the world. But because people are egoic and short-sighted, they can't see how to you know do these things because if I get in here, that means that I can get in there. It's not a zero sum game, is the point that I'm trying to make. Everybody won, but at the end of the day, Francis and Ghana wins this fight he wins his fight against the UFC.
0: I agree completely. And I also think that it'll potentially empower the next person to do the exact same thing until there is realistic change within the UFC. They've done a lot of good things. They've done some very terrible things as well. Letting the greatest heavyweight of all time, just walk is going to remain a puzzling conclusion to their business model. Hey, it's Rick. We just want to give a special thank you for supporting our show and our vision on the world of boxing. Don't be like Curtis Harper and show up without contributing, y'all. Drop us a follow. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Tell us how awesome and handsome we are if you want to. And let's build this great community from the ground up. We love you and appreciate you. See you next time.